You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. I'm Allison Futter from MLB.com, and I'm here with Anthony DiComo, who covers the Mets, as you know, for MLB.com. And, Anthony, when it comes to you, you really have had absolutely no offseason, given how far the Mets went into uh, the postseason. And then, of course, the winter meetings were right around the corner. So the big, I guess, the recent news coming out of Mets camp is the re-signing of Bartolo Colon, who everyone is just delighted with. I guess you can't really go wrong with him, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's a very lovable guy, um, and he's—it's funny because he's almost developed this, um, you know, cult hero mentality. I, people love watching him play; they love watching him pitch, um, and you know, we joke around a lot on Twitter, on whatever else, about obviously his weight and some of the things that he does on the field: his hitting, his helmet flying off, all that stuff. It's funny, um, and yet at the end of the day, this guy at age 42 is going to be 43 in April. Uh, really for what he is, is a pretty remarkable athlete and is still a pretty good pitcher. And when the Mets traded away John Neese for Neil Walker, it left them with a bit of a hole at the back end of their rotation. Um, they have some internal guys that could have plugged in, whether it's Logan Verrett, Rafael Montero, Sean Gilmartin, who did a great job out of the bullpen this year. Um, but those guys are untested. There's not a lot of stability there. What Cologne gives them is a guy who has started 30 games each of the last three seasons and you know, you know he's going to go out and take the ball. Um, you don't know when Zach Wheeler is going to come back. You don't know if any of these other pitchers are going to get hurt. But with Cologne, you do know what you're going to get. And that's, it was important for the Mets. That's why they committed the money to him. It's only one year, so kind of a no-brainer deal from their perspective. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. I mean, like you said, I mean, he's lovable. Of course, he's big and he's goofy. So, you know, a lot of people may not take him seriously. But to be able to transform yourself from a power pitcher as a young pitcher – um, and he was one of the best, into what he is now, that's not easy to do, especially at this age. I mean, that really speaks to exactly what kind of professional athlete he is. Remarkable. And I don't think – I think people forget that this guy was a power pitcher when he came up and forget the fact that he's pitched for 18 years. You know, this guy was built upon doing things a certain way, and he's totally changed who he is. Now he's a control artist. He throws strikes. He leads the league. He led the league at age 42 in walk rate. Um, he's always near the leaders in walks. Uh, anything to do with control, with being around the strike zone, he is good at. The fact uh, that he is able to do that in and of itself is remarkable, but the fact that uh, he once was a completely different pitcher is, is all the more so. So when we're talking about a team that was in the World Series, usually you don't hear of like huge sweeping changes, but there are a lot of things that are going to be different about the Mets, including the double play combination. So um, they have to be happy with what they have there, especially in a, a nine-year veteran at Cabrera um, taking over at shortstop and then double play partner with, with Neil Walker. So um, kind of uncharted territory, but those are two pretty solid players. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of Mets fans wanted this team to go out and make a big splash and get you in a Cespedes, but that's not what this front office was ever really looking at. They were looking at improving in the margins, and they see this baseball today essentially as a platoon game. Um, they looked at what they did themselves last year at the trade deadline, acquiring Juan Uribe, acquiring Kelly Johnson, and all of a sudden, despite the fact that these are role players, their infield transformed. Terry Collins was able to mix and match these guys keep everyone fresh, uh, limit exposure for a guy like Wilmer Flores, for example, is much better against left-handed pitching, um, limit his exposure against right-handed pitching, limit his exposure at shortstop where he's uh, not an A-plus defensive player. So that's what the Mets were looking at when they went out and got a new starting second baseman, Neil Walker, a new starting shortstop 
and his dribble Cabrera. Those guys, especially Walker, are going to play most days, um, but it turns Wilmer Flores into this super sub who can play all four infield positions, and essentially what it does is it allows the Mets to give David Wright days off, Lucas Duda days off, Walker and Cabrera as well, and they think just having that extra, those extra bodies in the infield, um, you know, Ruben Dejada is still around as well, at least for now, is going to keep everyone fresh, going to keep everyone more productive, and sort of make the whole greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Flores. So um, being an outsider and not um, knowing every single thing that the Mets are thinking, but like you said, a super utility, a super, super utility because he's got so much talent. Super but duper. Is, yeah, well, <laughs> does this make it even just with Wright? I mean, obviously he is intent on playing a full season, and but with everything that's gone on with him, having Flores, this is makes it even a better thing to have him, right? Because uh, when it comes to David Wright, there's kind of uncertainty over there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, initially I thought the Mets were going to have to look hard into acquiring a Uribe or a Johnson again this offseason just because they were going to need someone who they could count on who was capable of playing third base probably once a week when you get down to it. The Mets haven't mapped out a plan yet for David Wright, but you're probably looking at something in that ballpark. Um, Now, because they made all these infield moves, they no longer have that issue. Wilmer Flores can play third base. He's played a lot in the minors, and it's pretty good over there, better than he is at shortstop. Um, you know, even Neil Walker came up as a third baseman and can play that position. So all of a sudden you've got guys who can fill in for David Wright, and the Mets just really value this versatility. That's what they're trying to make Wilmer Flores. I think people saw the Estrubal Cabrera thing in particular and said, well, Wilmer Flores is getting totally pushed out here. That's not the case. I think you're still going to see a ton of Wilmer Flores. I think he's going to play three, four, maybe even five days a week uh, because of all the positions that he can play. They're going to give him lots of reps at first base, and uh, we'll see how it goes, but it's that versatility that the Mets really crave. So, Michael Kadire retiring, I mean, we don't need to reiterate this whole thing, but how does this affect the payroll? I mean, that has to be almost a gift, even though we don't know what kind of buyout there was, but that has to have freed up some money. Yeah, for sure. It freed up some money, and we may never know exactly how much, um, and, you know, we could talk for hours about how that speaks to Michael Kadire's character and, and uh, who he is and the fact that he was willing to walk away from any money at all. I think it's a pretty remarkable thing in today's game. You don't see a lot of guys doing that. Um, but it does affect the payroll to a certain extent because they theoretically have this extra money in their pockets. Um, you know, you could have gone out and got Bartolo Colon, and, and that might have been it. Now you can look, and you still kind of want a left-handed hitting center fielder. You still kind of want another reliever in a perfect world. Um, all of a sudden, they're a little less limited in what they can do. Um, they do have a budget. They've said they want to increase payroll, but not by any great measure. Um, so all of a sudden, if you have $12 million off the books, or really any portion of that, whatever the final number might be, it, it, it's going to help, especially for a team like the Mets, um, who've already gone out and made a ton of moves, and just the sheer volume number of moves that they want to make is pretty high. Okay, good stuff. Anthony, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you soon. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.